Get informed, get inspired, and get connected. CannabisRadio.com presents NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. The National Cannabis Industry Association is the only national trade organization representing the businesses of the legal cannabis industry. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice covers a range of topics, including the rapidly evolving political and policy changes that affect our industry, news and events of importance to cannabis professionals, and features on companies, individuals, and campaigns at the cutting edge of the cannabis industry. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice begins now. Hello, thanks for tuning in to another episode of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. I'm your host, Bethany Moore. I'm the Communications Project Manager, the National Cannabis Industry Association. Today, I'm happy to introduce my guest, Brett Strauss. He's the president and co-founder of Folio Grow. He is a serial entrepreneur with a 20-year background in creating, designing, and selling software, primarily in the B2B space, working with companies like Oracle, Dell, Johnson & Johnson, Honeywell, and Intel. Folio Grow is a cannabis cultivation software that helps cultivators make the right decisions to increase yields and profits, providing KPIs, including which strains are the most profitable, which employees are performing the best, and is your cost per pound as low as it could be? These are all important questions. Welcome to the show, Brett. Thank you, Bethany. I appreciate the invite. Absolutely. So uh, I'd like to start by learning a bit more about you and your background and what kinds of experiences in addition to what we alluded to in the introduction that you you did before you got anywhere near cannabis. <laughs> well, that would be high school when I got near cannabis, but from a business <laughs> <Fair>. standpoint, <laughs> from a business standpoint, um, I, I started a company called NetExam, which is a B2B channel partner learning management system uh, used by a number of companies, including the ones you mentioned. I have spent the last 20 years working with my business partner developing software platforms that allow C-level business executives uh, to have a better grasp of the people that are working for them and what their businesses, uh, what they're accomplishing within their business. And uh, it's it's been a great uh, industry to work in. I love working with software. Um, I'm a bit of a code junkie. Uh, I even code. <laughs> I even my, I even code when I'm uh, when I'm not working uh, as a hobby, uh, and it's allowed me to really uh, have a life and enjoy a, a job that I I, I truly uh, enjoy doing with with businesses. And there was uh, a time I think when uh, I was very. Uh, caught up in the concept of, of working in the B2B channel industry, which is where we kind of created our name. Uh, and we saw an opportunity uh, to move a little bit outside of that industry, obviously, uh, in the cannabis world. But we've, uh, we, you learn a lot working with companies like Dell and Oracle. Uh, they mm. have pretty interesting demands on what kind of products are created and what they get and value they get out of them. And we just learned quite a bit that we were able to, I believe, carry over quite successfully. Sure. Great. Yeah. Thanks for explaining that. I, I, I've done a little coding in my time. I mean, I do, do a little HTML on NCIA's website. Mm-hmm. And do, do you remember GeoCities from the 90s and Angel Fire? 
I absolutely do. Oh, I know. It's so You're dating fun. yourself. <laughs> I am very much dating myself. I was coding in high school in the late 90s, my own cute little websites with with like a butterfly flying across. It's hilarious <laughs> to think about the late 90s. But anyway. Remember Flash? <laughs> yes, it would crash every time. <laughs> so, so, all right. So here you are now. You work with Folio Grow. Um, how, how did you go from this software tech B2B world and bring it into the cannabis industry? Why and how did this happen? Sure. Uh, I, you know, believe it or not, I was uh, visiting, I live in Dallas and I was visiting Boulder for a beard competition, believe it or not. Okay. Uh, uh, so I'm also the commissioner of the Facial Hair League. So I developed a, another app that runs an entire league for a, a group of about 8,000 individuals globally that put on beard competitions to raise money for charity. This is and amazing. Was, <laughs> yeah, ch check out facial, the Facial Hair League web uh, app you can download and, and, and actually kind of uh, uh, pick the winners that you think are going to win each of the competitions. It's a lot of fun. Writing but I was that up, down right now. Yes, please. I was up at a competition in Boulder. And uh, it just so happens that one of the people that worked with the club up there was a grow manager uh, for a, uh, a large scale grow in the Boulder area. We got a tour and I just, you know, when I walked through, I saw people writing thing down, things down on, on pads of paper. I saw whiteboards uh, and I saw a lot of inefficiency. Uh, and that's kind of when I went back and I started doing some research and really didn't see a product on the market at the time that was addressing the um, uh, uh, helping the businesses like that become really more profitable and streamlined. I, I think there's a number of seed to sale applications out there and a number of uh, state required uh, software that helps uh, you track the plants, but not a lot that helps you improve the quality of the plants. And that's when we started coding. And that was two and a half years ago. Okay. Got it. Yeah. I, I, some grows definitely have, you know, the paper on a clipboard and, and, you know, one person going around from plant to plant checking things. But when you become a larger grow, obviously that's, that's going to break down your system. So the idea that you need to automate or create systems to, to make that easier for yourself is, is definitely the name of the game here. Yeah, and even the smaller grows, they, the, you know, a, a lot of the growers are tend to be geeks a little bit, and they want to know what's going on and, and whether they're as, as successful as they can be with the methods that they're using. And what they end up doing is they end up creating these incredibly complex spreadsheets that they spend lots of time loading data in, hoping to get a little bit of value out. And we really kind of replace that. We replace the whiteboards and the spreadsheets and the notepads, uh, and and create a streamlined SaaS application that gets everybody on the same page. Super. Great. I love when technology improves our lives instead of makes it more difficult. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so, all right. So Folio Grow is where you're president and co-founder. Mm -hmm. uh, just tell me more about what, what your day-to-day -day is like, your role, and what's going on with the company this year. So we're obviously in very heavy development. Uh, we are in the process of rolling out our metric integration uh, state by state. Uh, we've got uh, a, a mobile app. Our, our mobile app is coming out for uh, both uh, iPhone and Google cool. uh, for the Google iStore or the Google Store, excuse me. And uh, that's going to allow us to do a number of new features. We've gotten feedback from some of our users. Uh, some want to... Uh, actually follow the movements of their employees when they're within the building. And it's really more about 
the same way they do that in hospitals where they'll, they'll track an RFID chip on a nurse to make sure that the, the movements that the nurse is making are efficient. Uh, and they will sometimes adjust how they do the layout of the, the um, stuff that they provide, the medication and things like that to make a, a, shorter, a shorter walk, if you will. So there's some advantages to kind of tracking how people move within spaces. Uh, but the, the mobile app will really afford us to do a number of, of exciting new features that we can roll out. Uh, that you just can't do with a, a, a web-friendly uh, mobile page, if you will. Gotcha. When you were talking about tracking movements, it was almost a little creepy, like Big Brother sounding. But when you explain uh, the purpose of it, uh, you know, to help make that employee's life better, to maybe see that they're walking too far down a hallway five times a day when you could maybe move that station closer to where they're operating, that makes sense to me. And that is proving efficiencies through this. So yeah, thanks, Abs thanks Absolutely. Yeah, and that's, you know, there, I'll be honest with you, there's people that aren't gonna touch tech in the cannabis industry. You know, there's there's some folks that have been growing cannabis for 50 years in Northern California and Oregon <laughs> and Washington, and they're on the back of a mountain and they probably mm -hmm. have a flip phone at best and they are not going to embrace technology. And, and we, we understand that. Mm -hmm. But I do think there's enough uh, investment dollars in this industry and there's enough owners and investors that uh, to some degree are in the dark about what's happening with their investment because they mm. really don't know that much about cannabis. They just know there's a good business opportunity. And uh, a system like this is, is easy to adopt. Uh, it's actually beneficial to use. It can highlight benefits within your organization, identifying who's doing the best job at certain uh, tasks, uh, which strains are giving you the best yield the fastest. Uh, and if you can tweak your uh, uh, the, the, if you can tweak how you're doing your business, you can squeeze an extra three to 5% out of pretty much everything you do. And that starts to make a difference, especially when the markets get competitive. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I mean, it's one thing to say like, yep, it's, it's really, really great cannabis, but your investors want more information than that, right? Well, and that's the thing is that, you know, a, a lot of guys out there, they're growing nice looking uh, plants and they're, they're selling them, you know, the day after they get trimmed and mm. uh, they're selling out and they're, they're here and they don't realize that, you know, there, there might be another strain they could be uh, growing that might give them three or four grams per plant more. That is a huge difference when you're looking at a large scale grow. So subtle changes mm -hmm. like that can bring a lot more profitability into a business. Gotcha. Makes perfect sense. Okay, let's take our first commercial break and come right back to chat more with Brett from Folio Grow. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors. Candid. Captivating. Compelling. Welcome to Cannabis Confidential with Dr. Dina. Welcome Thank to Cannabis Confidential. Oh, you got me again. All right. Uh, you, you got me again. Welcome to Cannabis okay. Confidential. Ah! <laughs> hey, we did it. We did it. Hey, Welcome. I have the coolest guest today. You guys already know the one and only Tommy Chong. CannabisRadio.com proudly presents Cannabis Confidential. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling, with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. 
Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet take-anywhere treat. Trends and technology, processes and products. We cover these areas and more on the cutting edge of cannabis. Be informed from the latest initiators of new innovation. Learn about the latest breakthroughs and best practices in the cannabis and hemp industries. Better products, better infrastructure, and better sustainability. The cutting edge of cannabis. Consulted by the American Cannabis Company. Get informed, get inspired, and get connected with more of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice, only on CannabisRadio.com. All right, we're back on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Bethany Moore, with the National Cannabis Industry Association, and I'm chatting with the president and co-founder of Folio Grow. So, Brett, let's start with a little bit of definitions. Um, We've probably all heard seed to sale software a billion times by now, um, but what about seed to wholesale software uh, and what the differences might be there and where, where these state compliant tracking systems end and then other types of software like Folio Grow begin? Sure. So, yeah, seed to sale software is a very frustrating term to me uh, because there are a hundred different companies that claim the seed to sale software and none of them do the same thing. Mm. Uh, so I think the term has just been so overused. It doesn't have a huge amount of value anymore. Uh, we really consider ourselves a, a seed to wholesale application, meaning uh, our goal is um, to, to, to help you from the moment you pop a seed or cut a clone to the moment you wholesale your product out of the building. Uh, then it gets turned over into a, into a POS system, uh, and then it gets handled uh, through, as a sale through the store. That's not an industry we want to crack into. I think one of the big problems in the cannabis space, as far as ag tech is concerned, is, is that there's a number of companies out there that try and be everything to everybody. And they tend to not do anything particularly well. Um, a little bit like, uh, uh, you know, going to the Cheesecake Factory for for, for lunch. You know, their their <laughs> their Chinese food isn't that great. Their Italian food isn't that great. But they got it all. Um, people that try and be too much uh, tend to not be that that great at anything that they do. And we've always had a theory, especially in our other businesses, you know, be an inch wide and a mile deep. Uh, do your best to, to create a, a product that solves a specific problem. And I think that we've done a, a pretty good job here. But again, our goal is to get, our goal is to get you from, uh, uh, you know, 32 grams of plant to 39 grams of plant and to help you select the strains that are the most profitable for your business. Every farmer has the same limitation. They've got 24 hours in a day and they have a limited amount of square foot footage. And their goal should be to make the maximum amount of money th- th- that they can out of that limitation. So uh, uh, the name Folio Grow is was named after a stock portfolio. We would like to help uh, you run your grow like a stock portfolio, identifying the strains that are most profitable, making them the largest bulk of your grow. Uh, and if you can do that, you can actually make quite a bit more revenue than just, you know, growing the, the purple stuff that everyone loves or, you know, the, 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 the stuff that has the big buds that everyone responds well to. It, you really should be looking at the math. You should be looking at the underlying numbers and making decisions based on that. Yeah, I agree. And with, with these other challenges that come from the federal government, like 
280E of the IRS tax code or the, the banking issue where even if you do have uh, banking services, you're, you're getting charged an arm and a leg because of the extra administrative um, suspicious activity reports that need to get filed on a regular basis. So squeezing out a few extra bucks here and there um, to, you know, alleviate some of that, um, you know, if you're a, a licensed grower, that IRS tax code, you're you're paying a lot in taxes because you can't take these normal business deductions. So uh, yeah, this kind of software that offers the next level, I can see the, the, the bottom line of, of these direct to plant companies is so fragile sometimes with, mm. or, you know, they're coming real close. Um, so as, what do you think as cultivators are facing trying to not only grow the plants, make sure they're healthy, and then do all this compliance and documentation and you know we're regulated more heavily than plutonium and all those other fun things we say what are these top challenges um, that cultivators face um, in addition to all this compliance and documentation required by state legal systems yeah and, and those are different state to state which is tough mm -hmm. for a business like ours but yeah. uh, you know the thing about growing cannabis is it sounds kind of romantic to the outside world, but the reality is, is it's a grind. Um, it's a little bit like running a restaurant, you know, product coming in, product going out, the clock uh, breathing down your neck. You've got employees that are calling in sick. You've got uh, HVAC systems that go out. I mean, just, it's a battle uh, to do a good job and to have a consistent company uh, in the cannabis space. And even in a perfect world, right? <laughs> oh, exactly. And, and let's say you're doing everything right. You still can't control the market forces outside of your, outside of your building, right? When, when you're selling uh, a flower for, for 1800 a pound, 2000 a pound, no one's really looking at the bottom line. When the market gets flooded, uh, like it did in, in, in places like Washington and Oregon, and that price per pound drops to $800, $700, $600 a pound, mm -hmm. and the cost of growing it hasn't changed, uh, then what's going to happen is what has happened in the Northwest, where a number of companies just went out of business. Mm -hmm. uh, that kind of helped. It helped normalize it. The prices are actually starting to come back up there because enough businesses dropped out. But you don't want to be holding the bag when, when a business goes underwater uh, because of market forces like that. You want to be competitive and you really, to survive in the long run, you've got to be running a lean ship and making, making good decisions. Yeah, absolutely. Got it. Um, so, so for those that are in leadership and decision-making positions in these companies, mm -hmm. um, decisions are made a lot of different ways. I think um, as a leader, maybe you follow your instinct or maybe you refer to your 30 years of experience or, you're really into spreadsheets and, and reports. Uh, you know, it just depends. Everyone's leadership is a little bit different. So I want to talk a little bit about the math involved in running a cultivation grow, mm -hmm. uh, which is what your software kind of specializes in and, and what these decision makers in a grow should actually be looking at. Uh, absolutely. And 
you know, part of my motivation and the, the concept I, I came up with for the software originally was uh, the movie Moneyball. I don't know if you've seen it. I've seen it like 20 times. Uh, very, it's a very good movie, but it really talks about using math and programming to cut through the historical BS and make decisions that are very logical. And I think there's a lot of value and there's a lot of things you can be looking at. Every time you grow a batch, you should be technically doing research and development. You should be tweaking your recipe. You should be extending your life phase, maybe uh, ch changing up your nutrient mix. You should be constantly trying to give each of these strains at the strain level what they need to give you a higher yield back. Uh, and, and I think a lot of growers tend to do everything the same for all of their plants. They give them all the same light. They give them all the same feed and it, it makes it easier, right? Uh, but, sure, if it ain't broke, don't fix yeah, it. But. But, and, and, they're, and they're probably making a decent yield, but what if you could squeeze an extra 2%, three, an extra two or three grams out of each plant? Well, if yeah. you're growing 10,000 plants at a time, that number really adds up, right? We were working with a grow in, in Arizona. They had 30,000 plants. They'd harvest three times a year. If you could just increase that yield by one gram per plant, that's almost a million dollars worth of retail sales at almost no additional cost. So it's really about analyzing the numbers. You know, you should be, you should identify the single strain that is the single most profitable strain to you. The one that grows the fastest, gives you the high, highest yield with an acceptable, an acceptable THC level, uh, sells for the highest price per pound and sits on your shelf the fewest amount of days. That is your number one strain and your most profitable. And that should make up a chunk of your business. It should make up 20, 25, 30% of your canopy. And then the next one, maybe 12%. And if you think about it like stock investing, uh, if I'm investing a stock, maybe I've got a big chunk of my money in Amazon right now. Uh, maybe I should have sold Kodak years ago, right? Uh, you want, you, you don't want to, you, you need a diversified investment, but you certainly want the bulk of your investment to be in the, in the best turnout. Uh, in, in the best revenue uh, creating stocks or investments that you can possibly make. And it's the same with cannabis. Um, you know, uh, sativa takes longer generally to, to flower than, than indica, yet it sells for the same price. In some ways, your goal should be, you should be trying to grow the least amount of sativa you possibly can to make your customers happy and to keep up with their demand. The reality is, is it costs more to grow sativa. So it's not as profitable a plant to grow. Huh, I didn't know that. That's interesting. I bet you've learned quite a bit about actual cultivation and like getting your hands in the dirt, uh, in, in it, you know, trying to marry the the software technology and and data tracking analytics into the reality of walking into a grow and looking at a green plant that's flowering. Are you uh, are you getting a green thumb, or did you ever have one? No, never had a green thumb, uh, but. You know, it's amazing about about these plants and, and the way they're grown, uh, especially on the indoor grows. You're fooling this plant into thinking a year goes by in, in two months. And uh, it's amazing what these folks have learned, these men and women that are growing, uh, what they can get out of the plant. And it, it's incredible. Uh, it, 
it would take years and years of knowledge mm. uh, to collect that. Uh, but I, I still think every grower should be trying new things and looking at the math and looking at the yields and saying, okay, we were expecting 36 and a half grams per plant in that last batch. We got 34 and a half grams. Mm. Maybe that's a reasonable amount of flux, but maybe you get 31 grams at one point. You're like, okay, let's analyze. And by using a product like Folio Grow, where we track everything, uh, you can actually do a post-mortem after the batch and, mm. and look and see why did you come up short? What, what can we do to fix that? Gotcha. Great. Okay, let's take our last commercial break and then we'll be right back uh, to chat with Brett from Folio Grow. Stay tuned. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors. Doc Rob, the concierge for better living. Cannabis is just one of the many great plants that we have on this planet called Earth that we can use consciously and intelligently to improve our well-being. Take a real, raw, inside look at healthier living while sharing great ideas and improvements for a better quality of life. Learning to live and live well is a lifelong process. This is a journey. It could be you could be 80 years old or eight years old. You can still learn something that's gonna make tomorrow a little bit healthier, a little bit easier, a little bit happier, a little bit better. The concierge for better living with Doc Rob. Only on cannabisradio.com. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Dazed and infused. Join sugar industry expert Latham Woodward for a happier hour each week for a lively and often hilarious discussion on the infusion of cannabis into food, beverages, and life. Explore exciting new culinary landscape trends with fascinating friends and guests who are leading the industry into the uncharted mainstream. Discover curated menus, enhanced cocktails, and live tastings. Life's a little sweeter here on Dazed and Infused. Get informed, get inspired, and get connected with more of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice, only on CannabisRadio.com. All right, we're back on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio, and we're wrapping up our discussion today with Brett Strauss from Folio Grow. He is the president and co-founder, and we've been talking about ways cultivators can really bring technology and data analytics into their grows using software that's available through the cannabis industry here, including Folio Grow. And for me, you know, I've made this joke before. I am really just trying to keep my house plants alive. So I'm going to leave the professional growing of cannabis to those who really do have that green thumb and and do these kinds of, you know, mad scientist experiments to get the best yield out of their plants and, and the best quality plants for sure. 
um, I, I appreciate the knowledge that our industry shares and, and through NCIA membership, uh, we teach each other quite a bit. I think our industry is still in that stage where uh, we want each other to be the best. We want our whole industry together to be sophisticated, to be smart, and to be innovative. Um, so your company is a member of NCIA, and you've been involved in various ways. Uh, what, do, what, what do you appreciate about being part of this national community of industry professionals through your NCIA membership? Well, the great thing about NCIA is is the the people that I've that I've met at the conferences have been uh, individuals that are looking beyond just their own business, right? So most people in the industry or most people in any industry, they're worried about their company and and how they're gonna compete. Uh, It seems that the people I run into in NCIA are really looking at the industry as a whole and looking to further that and even approaching it from a a political standpoint, people that are willing to get involved to call up their congressmen to uh, get involved, sign petitions. Uh, it's it's about. I, I like that the fact that these folks are, are really trying to move this industry forward, not just move themselves forward. It's a nice thing to see, actually. Yeah, absolutely. It's so true. And and I've said for years, you know, if you want to be in the cannabis industry and you haven't been part of the activist movement side of it. Um, that's, that's kind of a, a given to be in the industry. You also need to put your advocacy hat on. And I do want to put some pressure on you. I know Folio Grow has not been to lobby days before. No, um, we haven't. <laughs> it is such a great event. So in May 19th through 21st, it'll be our 10th year descending upon Capitol Hill in Washington, D.C., and hoofing it around between the House of Representatives and the Senate buildings and teams of usually five or six NCIA members at a time, some with more experience than others, going and having these meetings and sitting down with members of Congress and their staff and telling them about why safe banking needs to pass, telling them about the MORE Act, telling them about the challenges that we're facing in this industry and how they can help. And what's great to see after lobby days and the weeks that follow is all these different members of Congress adding their name as co-sponsors to our priority legislation, which continues to move this very slow glacial pace federal government (laughs) path forward. Um, But, you know, the, the cannabis industry is has been around long before it was a real industry, to be quite honest. So with NCIA's 10-year anniversary coming up later this year in 2020, there's a huge opportunity for some good old-fashioned reflection and asking people questions like, where were you 10 years ago? And did you, could you have ever predicted our industry would be where it is right now? And then to also, you know, take that knowledge and look into the future and sort of predict where you think we're going to be 10 years from now in 2030. So I know those are some big questions. (laughs) That's a whole, that's another 30 minutes. (laughs) Fair, fair. But do you, do you have any, do you have any thoughts around that? Wow. Uh, Ten years ago, my kids were five and six and they didn't hate my guts, which was a a wonderful time. But now they're teenagers, so they can't stand anything I do. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, You know, 
I didn't see it reaching this level. I think, uh, uh, you know, California and some other states were kind of starting to um, uh, uh, make some moves. Uh, and, and again, about the real quick about the um, uh, the caucus days, I think it's great what you guys are doing. And I think one day you guys are going to look back and say, wow, we don't have to do this anymore. But we had to back then to make things happen. I can envision a day where you don't have to send uh, teams of people up to Capitol Hill um, to make changes that these changes will already have existed. They'll already be adopted uh, and that people will kind of look back at it and, and look at the, you know, the, the, the battle days like they did when they outlawed uh, alcohol in, in, in the early uh, 19th century. So I, I would like to see a lot of progress. I would love to see uh, the, uh, the, the, the banking open up and for honestly, I'd love to see a, a federal level decriminalization and um, uh, allow this industry to grow the way it should. I mean, let's face it, people were buying cannabis when I was a kid uh, mm -hmm. and they've never stopped. It's an amazing industry. There were 60 million people that were using uh, cannabis before legalization really started to fall. It's a, it's a rare thing uh, to have that many people on board for uh, something that has, has become legal. And I think there's a, a lot of opportunity out there for businesses as well. Yeah, absolutely. We definitely have some huge challenges in front of us right now, but one day I hope you're right. It's going to be really boring and we're just oh, going to yeah. be like lowering taxes or, you're not going to have know, anything to do. <laughs> like, you know, maybe marketing and advertising regulations, massaging those a little bit. Yeah, it's going to be really boring one day, but it's really exciting and stressful and wild. And really, it's it's going to be it's going to be crazy to watch what happens over yeah. the next few years. You but. know, I think I think there's a tipping point that really has been reached recently. Um, you know, uh, it, look, if Oklahoma and Utah, two of the most conservative places on the planet, uh, can can pass medical, uh, then you know it's just a matter of time. We're getting there. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining me on the show today, Brett. Where can people find out more about Folio Grow? You can just go to foliogrow.com and learn more about us. We'd love to do a demo and let you check out the product. And um, uh, we, we'd love to talk. We love talking about this business. So give us a call. Excellent. And thanks, everybody, for tuning in to another episode of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. Until next time. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.